Welcome to the Guts to Share Deeply podcast. I'm your host, Krista, and I'm your host, Brittany. Do you have the guts to share deeply? We do. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to be discussing something really exciting. For those of you who don't know, we are both also singers, songwriters, producers. <laughs> we do the beat making and the engineering and all that good stuff. So I'm really excited to discuss this today um, and let you in on our journey to discovering our passion for music. And we're also going to be discussing more in depth about the music business, our experience with a record label, um, and all that good stuff. So I'm going to start out by telling my story, um, how I discovered my passion for music and singing. So I guess I was around the age of um, maybe like 10, um, and I started out by writing. Um, I would just like write down how I was feeling, because like at that time, I started feeling some strong feelings and stuff, so I would just always like write all my feelings and all my thoughts down, um, and eventually I kind of started like humming them to myself. Um, so then it like became my songs. <laughs> uh, hopefully I'll find this one day. <laughs> so cringy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, um, started like discovering my passion. Like I wanted to write and sing what I was writing and I enjoyed kind of expressing my emotions and my thoughts in that way. Um, and also between like age, I guess it was like 10 and up, um, I like became a big fan of Justin Bieber and um, more music artists, but Justin Bieber was like, so especially that, like that was a whole different experience. Um, so kind of like becoming a fan of him um, and as that progressed and maybe around like age, I'd say like 12 and 13, uh, like Twitter became really popular and like all the believers on Twitter and stuff. Um, and like the Facebook groups and pages and all that. Um, so I was like on that. I like had my Justin Bieber, um, Twitter account, like fan account, um, Facebook, everything. Um, and for me, I really love to see how all of these fans came together and really built like a community together, you know, surrounding him and his music, um, and what it was doing for everybody involved, uh, including myself. So, you know, for those fans that were like really going through things at home um, or in their personal life, um, it kind of like gave them not only an outlet, uh, but like a support group and community and friends. Um, because I remember like being on Twitter and making so many believer friends. <laughs> um, and But like they were really helping me through my emotions and my feelings um, and like what I was dealing with at home and things like that, you know, as I was getting into my teen years. So being able to actually make like some best friends um, that felt like your sister or something that you could go to and confide in and just like support each other. Um, that definitely opened up my eyes to just the fact of like, wow, like this is bigger than just singing or music. It's like you you could actually um, be like really inspiring your fans and helping them 
um, through like their personal struggles. And also at the time for me, I was really going through it personally. So like I was really struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts um, and also like self-harm. So that was like a big deal, I guess, around age like 11 to maybe like 16 for me. Um, kind of all those things I was dealing with and dealing with a lot at home and stuff. Um, so like Justin Bieber and just music, his music was like my outlet. It really was, but it was more than just music. I mean, it was the whole thing, uh, making the friends that were also fans, you know, going to concerts, having something to like look forward to. Um, it just like felt like a reason to keep going. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like... Uh, you know, this music and going to concerts and having friends out of these fans and um, just like the whole thing. Um, so for me, it definitely was like a huge outlet. And then I really got into Little Mix, um, I guess around like 14. So at that point, that was when I really started discovering my passion for actually singing um, because I'd be watching like all their videos and their documentaries and um, I would see them doing like vocal warm ups, and I'm like, what is this? Because I haven't seen Justin Bieber do that really yet. <laughs> I mean, maybe a Never Say Never, I think a little bit. But I was like, what is that? And like, because like Little Mix would really show them like actually doing vocal warm ups and stuff. And it was becoming more and more popular on YouTube and social media for vocal coaches um, to start posting videos uh, like teaching how to do vocal warm ups and things. Um, like vocal lessons, exercises, whatever you want to call it. Um, so there was like this, this way through YouTube, um, and these, uh, vocal coaches to like actually learn how to sing. And I didn't even know it like entailed all of that. Uh, cause I just thought it was like, you just sing and you love music and that's it. And you have a great voice. <laughs> um, yeah. but it definitely opened up a whole new world to me when I found out about like vocal warmups, um, and exercises and, actually like developing your own sound. So I would definitely say through Little Mix um, is when I got really serious and discovered my actual passion for singing. Um, And it was cool because like with the four members, you could kind of like pick which one you wanted to sound like or kind of test out like, you know, because throughout the whole song, there's four different voices, four different styles, four different sounds. And so, you know, I would kind of sing it like whoever was singing if I was singing along to their song. And I feel like that helped me find my own style and my own voice, Um, whichever one I kind of like found easier um, to sing to and everything that I was like mocking at the time. (laughs) Um, So I feel like that really helped me a lot. And it was their cover. You know when I say it because now both me and you like still to this day will sing it together. Um, Yes. But we are young acoustic we've sung that song like a million times <laughs> it was like my most played on spotify for a good like six years <laughs> um that is like now even now when we do vocal warm-ups together that is our first warm-up song it's such a good warm-up song i know um yeah. and again you get the four different styles and voices in it you can kind of like play around with your range um So I started singing that like religiously (laughs) and that was actually one of the very first songs I even sung for like the whole family and all of that um, because I was like just so confident about it Um, and I would get compliments 
like I think that was the first song too that like if I sung it for people I'd actually get some compliments like oh that actually sounded good or something um so like yeah I just really fell in love with them when like that came out um singing that and like all their music too um and then of course I discovered Beyonce <laughs> um and that was off YouTube because I never really like I don't know, realized like watching award shows. I was just like Justin Bieber focused. Nobody else existed <laughs> uh, till I was about 15. <laughs> so um, when I discovered it was her performance on an award show of If I Were a Boy. And I discovered it off YouTube. And I remember like watching it and I'm like, my jaw like dropped. And I'm like, <gasps> because I was like, she's a woman. Okay, relatable. <laughs> like, that was a little bit different from Justin Bieber. <laughs> and it was like, I could relate more. Um, she's singing, she's dancing, like she's performing, she's doing the whole thing. And I'm like, and I just loved her music. Like I loved her style. I loved the way she sung. I also liked that she had a deeper voice because I have a deeper voice. And I feel like I was like a little bit unsure growing up if my voice was like good or bad because it was deeper um when I sung and I'm like I don't know as like a female is that is that I don't know is that okay <laughs> like um so like hearing her I feel like I could relate to her style so much and I just remember watching and being like that's what I want to do that's exactly what I want to do like of all these artists I've been following or watching or whatever yes I felt connections or maybe they helped me discover my passion as well but I was like when I saw Beyonce I was like that's what I want like I want to sing dance do the whole thing um and I just love the way she did it so I actually learned like all of her songs <laughs> up to that point through just watching her live performances on YouTube like I don't know why but I didn't even think to like go buy an album or I don't know if like Spotify or iTunes at the time whatever was there um I like didn't even think to go just like listen to her album or something I was just like watching all of her live performances because I love to watch how she sung and like the way it came out and I just like would study it so I like learned all her choreography you know her dances and everything um to all the songs and I literally learned her songs by just binge watching on YouTube like over and over and over again all of her concerts and live performances and I was just like um, so I became really obsessed with doing that, um, and watching like her documentaries too and, and seeing that and like seeing all of her behind the scenes and how hard she worked and she's like just being a boss woman out here. I was like, oh my goodness. And it really opened my eyes to like the business side. And she really talked a lot about that. Um, so I felt like I learned a lot about the business side of things through watching her and listening to what she had to say about it. Um, and I'm like, wow, there, there's a whole different side to this game. <laughs> there's a whole different side to music out here. Um, so yeah, but I guess just through um, YouTube and these artists, um, it really helped me just discover like my personal passion for singing and dancing and music. And of course, then, it, you know, just from there, I've discovered so much artists, whether they were like old time artists, newer artists, whoever. Um, and I guess that was kind of the segue for me into discovering my own passion. Um, so yeah, music was just always kind of there for me throughout my teen years, especially when I was struggling really badly. Um, and I just love that it could reach people and do that for people and it could do that for me. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I would love to be able, like, what a job. Like, that's the dream, like, to be able to reach people and help people um, of all ages um, and all backgrounds, all struggles. And it was just like, but everybody could come together through music. And, like, I just love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what that, that's how it came to be for me. So what about you? <laughs> so for me... Um I would say it started as a kid, too. Um, I was in the third or fourth grade. Um, I'm not sure which one it was. But I wanted to join 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 the chorus. And that was something that I got to choose. Because um, there were other things that I could have done. And I'm not sure if I did, like, anything else. But I joined the chorus. And I did that. I would have loved to see that, by the way. Like, where's the footage? <laughs> I know. Well, That's unfortunately, so awesome. there's none. But... Um, yeah, it was, it was fun though. It was something different and I didn't even expect myself to want to do that, mm-hmm. but I did it and, um, it was, it was cool. I'm not sure if I went again, if I did it like another year or if you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was something like big and, um, obviously musical. Yeah. So I think it started there because just having that like initial interest, um, and then after that, I would say, I mean, I would always be like, like, uh, listening to music. I had a lot of different, um, artists I liked, especially, um, as a kid, I loved, uh, Hilary Duff. I would yes, listen to all I of her remember. albums <laughs> and I wanted to be her. <laughs> yeah. And I think I even tried like singing like her too, like, <laughs> you know, um, and I think it began in like my early teen years. I started to write songs and like before then though um, I would have like albums and I would always look in the booklet mm-hmm. which it was the cover but when you would open it it would show like um, it would have like different pages mm-hmm. and not all of them but some would have like the lyrics to every song like on the right um, album and I just loved like looking through them <laughs> Yes. And like reading, you know, like the lyrics and stuff. And I would like, I would try to like, <laughs> I would be like in my room just like looking and like, I would try to like sing the song, like follow <laughs> it, like read it, but like sing it. And, um, but yeah, I started writing songs when I was 13. And then throughout my teen years, I was doing that, um, just writing songs for, for fun um, I wasn't doing it, like, you know, seriously or anything like that, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I have, like, so many books that I've written, that, like, I've written in, and I actually, I made an album <laughs> when, I was, <laughs> when I was 13, and I have the book, oh, um, but I made it into, like, an album. Oh, and to gosh. think I did that, like, in my free time, you know, like... I must have had an um, interest there, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, throughout my teen years, like, the rest of them, I would just write for fun. Um, and then I would say when I was, a, like, a little older, um, it could have been the year 2015, was when I remember you coming to me <laughs> and asking if I wanted to join you in doing some <laughs> vocal warm-ups because yes. you were, you know, doing them. And I actually 
got really excited when you asked because <laughs> I was thinking of um, like asking like, hey, like, could, could I join you? But I didn't know if like you had your own thing going on. Um, I want to be a solo artist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. You can't do vocal warm-ups with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, um, but when you had, but, but when you had asked, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. And then from there, I think I started having more of a passion to sing. Yeah. Just learning the vocal warm-ups. All you can do with and, your voice. Yeah. And like, like oh. <laughs> singing all of these different songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, wow, this is really fun. Yeah. And then it became more of a thing. Like I started to take like seriously because it felt like I was working towards something. Yeah. Becomes more real. Yeah. And like you're not only growing, but you're learning a lot along the way. Yeah. And you really knew a lot of it. So I just like followed you <laughs> and trusted I that you knew. YouTube hard. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, but I did not even know that there were like that. Like, I did not know that there was so much stuff out there. It was definitely like, pertain- becoming more. I mean, 2015. I mean, gosh, the possibilities are endless now or the videos. Right. But um, 2015, it definitely was becoming more and more popular. I think like they're up. Yeah. Um, like voice coaches to post and stuff and post exercises so yeah because when I was like you know a young teen that stuff wasn't really around yeah I mean I wouldn't definitely not as much yeah yeah it just wasn't a thing but then at that time yes um things were starting to like 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 uh 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 progress right and then so, so much more like content right? and things that you could follow, like follow along to, which I really um, thought was cool. I thought it was so funny when you mentioned about Hillary Duff. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember those Disney days. Um, it was the Disney channel. Oh like gosh. they, their music yeah. back in the day, we were all about it. <laughs> it, was, we, it is. Still. It was. <laughs> uh, well, it kind of reminded yeah. me because I know I said like, I guess about age 10 is when I personally started taking more of interest in writing and like Justin Bieber um but like when I was really young I guess I was like six when Hannah Montana came out mm-hmm. um on Disney and I guess that is really where it did start for me was like when Hannah Montana came out because I you know I was obsessed with like yes Hannah Montana, obsessed, Miley yeah. Cyrus I had the posters plastered all over the wall until Justin Bieber took over <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I still love Miley so much. Oh my goodness, like I love her music. I I still haven't seen her live, and I want to. Um, but yeah, like I like loved Miley Cyrus, so I really did like. But I was so young, so I guess I just I didn't take it seriously or nothing at that time. I just mm-hmm. knew like I also loved watching her perform as Hannah Montana and then Miley, and like she was like not only like an actress, you know, singer. She was like actually in real life, and I thought that was so cool. Um, so then, like, I would start watching her on, like, YouTube or her live performances or the award shows, stuff like that as well. Um, so, yeah, like, I, but I remember I had, like, Hannah Montana every day. I had, like, how many Hannah Montana-themed birthday parties, <laughs> too? <laughs> like, the whole yes, thing. Yes, it was, like, every year. And dress and... up like her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, like, I guess, what, six? If it was 2006 that Hannah Montana came out, it was, like, 2006 you were probably turning six, 2009 but you were really really little yeah. yeah I like remember that I was so obsessed and like 
I had every little thing. And, like, I don't know why I still remember these, like, little green speakers. They were, like, um, star shaped that I got for, I think, like, my seventh birthday. And maybe that's why it's, like, my favorite birthday ever. Um, and I, like, stuck Hannah, I guess Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus, you know, um, like, stickers on them. <laughs> so I would call them my, like, Miley Cyrus speakers. And I thought that was, like, and I would just only play her music out of them. Like it was like a rule. Um, and I had them like on this little shelf on the side of my bed. And that was like my thing. I would like hook up my iPod and be like, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> so it was like the best thing ever. Um, yeah. So I can relate to that. Like the, the Disney, you know. Then having like your, um, I guess you were music icon that yes. you loved and that you wanted to be like. Yes. Sing like and even perform like, I don't know. But and we'd put on those concerts like at our house, oh, like yeah. Hannah concerts. Montana songs, and I got serious about that. Okay, like it was on and off the couch. Okay, it was serious time. <laughs> like I was doing stunts out here on on the stage <laughs> in the playroom. <laughs> um, but I remember like we would play like Disney songs and like all like have a concert. And, like it was <laughs> yeah. serious. Okay, you you're putting the wig on. Like you're you're Hannah now. You're getting paid. It was very serious. And um, I think you even had the wig. Like, you had oh, an yeah. actual wig, and you would just oh, wear it, and you thought that you were her. People were like, what's going on with this girl? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I think on, like, a family vacation one time, I got the wig, and I was, like, wearing it out. Like, you know, <laughs> Hannah? Uh, I thought I was Hannah Montana. Um, yeah, so I remember that, too. And, like, um, doing our concerts, too, <laughs> the playroom. That's just where it went down. Um, <laughs> I remember... We also came up with like our own stage names. Now I've always just been Carissa. I was just I was like No, else? I think you had gonna... had one, but it was I forget. Miley Cyrus. It was <laughs> Hannah Montana. That was my name. I was like, I'm Hannah Montana. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm her. I didn't have another name. It was Hannah Montana Carissa. <laughs> um but you were Oh my gosh, am I gonna share it? I don't know. <laughs> if you so want I, to yeah so i so i had actually um came up with this one uh janie star um starly janie starly <laughs> and i chose janie because i love the name, name janie because my middle name is jane right but instead of like just jane it was like janie Ooh. yeah <laughs> spicy <laughs> and fun fact <laughs> i actually Love the name so much that I was like, if I have a daughter, I am naming her Janie. <laughs> Wait, still? I think or I back would. then. Oh, well, even even back back. Well, I mean, okay. more more so back then, but I would still probably call call my daughter Birth that name. Your star child. Um, I know, yeah. <laughs> but and then oh the God. last name, Starly. Like I I don't know. You're a star. Because I'm a star, star. but I have to add something Janie, at the end. Starly had a rhyme. <laughs> Janie started. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it had a rhyme. Oh, I don't it was know, so but. funny. And then, like, as I got older, the little, like, group of friends we had, like, in the neighborhood. So it was, like, me and our other sister and, like, two of our friends from on the street. We had, like, we were all into music and singing together and stuff. And I remember we came up with our band, Girls Rock. Mm-hmm. And, like, around our property, we'd be, like, with our friends, like, performing and stuff. All, like, the Disney songs, Miley, and who, whatever else, Camp Rock, of course, all and that. High school musical high school was a big one. High school musical. Oh, my goodness. Yes, reenacting every 
piece of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought that was funny too. We like had our band, like it was serious. Um, <laughs> but also the Jonas Brothers. I kind of like, I thought about that when we were talking. Let's not forget them. Yeah. Jonas Brothers and they're still, oh, we're seeing them this year. <laughs> I'm excited for that. That was the plan for the first time. But we were also like obsessed with them and you really, really, really loved them. Uh, yeah, um, I was a big fan. But yeah, we all liked them too. But like you were a really big fan of them. It started in <sighs> Camp Rock when yes. we saw saw that. Then it took off from there. Yes. And like, do you remember when we... <laughs> Fun fact. Um, <laughs> do you remember... Another one. <laughs> do you remember in the playroom... At night, we would turn off the light, like, it all dark, and we would, each of us, like, our sisters and us, we all had our, like, our iPods at the time. We would put in our little, like, earbuds and walk around, walk around in a circle, <laughs> like, we're gonna I would, yes. like, practice with this. We would, like, walk around in a circle, like, listening to, like, High School Musical, Camp Rock, Jonas Brothers, Miley, like, whoever <laughs> it was, Justin Bieber, I think, too, maybe at that point. Um, and like, we would like walk around and listen to it and like sing it to ourselves. But we all had in our like earphones, we were all like different music, but we would just be like, walk around in a circle, like just in a trance. Yes. That was weird. That I was remember weird. That. I just have to say, what even was that? That was, yeah. Was but weird. like, we were so into it. And like, I think our parents walk in and like, to look on the lane, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like get yeah, out. Yeah, they were probably no, thinking like, what is wrong with these kids? <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, like walking through doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we're like, turn off the land the way out. <laughs> we're in a zone. I wonder why we were, uh, I guess why, why we were doing that. Just, yeah, but music definitely, was... I think for us, like growing up, I think all together, it was a big outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because of like the way our childhood was and stuff. So I think for us all, it like just became such a big outlet um, and just a thing we could go to and um, maybe a little bit of a distraction too and stuff from what was maybe going on like in our real lives and everything. And like, we all loved it. We all connected over it. And we had our little iPods and our music and, you know, this and that. Um, but yeah, I thought those are some funny memories that came to my mind. But I also, uh, when you talked about me approaching you um, for the first time about doing vocal warm-ups, I can't even remember why I like thought to target you, <laughs> why I thought of you. Um, I mean, we all loved music, but like all of us did. So I feel like I could just as easily like go into somebody else. But maybe as we got older, maybe by that point, I recognized that like, you still really liked like listening to music and maybe like I think you talked about like writing and stuff somewhere around that time so maybe that's mm-hmm. why like I thought okay let me like see if she'd be into it I just felt like you'd be into doing it like our other siblings they liked music and stuff but I think I could just tell as we got older you know maybe they didn't have the same passion or they like felt going on I don't know we'll see and like <laughs> wouldn't really yeah. do it um but for some reason like I knew you probably would um, so yeah, we started that together and I think that's definitely for both of us where it became way like more serious and we developed like our passion, our passion for finding our own style, our own voice. Mm-hmm. It's really a self, um, I feel like a, a self kind of discovery journey to, um, doing yeah. music and like the vocal warm ups, especially like you really just like learn so much about yourself. And just trying to like develop your confidence and things like that. So 
I think it just became a whole journey um, for us. So, and then I guess, um, did you have any more to share about your journey or do you want to kind of get into hmm. the next half? <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't sure. know. I think I shared everything. Okay. So after, so I guess at that time, I guess we'll kind of meet in the middle there. So um, once we, like, we started getting a little bit older, we we're doing that. So I was about 16 when I met my first record label. Um, so like it was a studio in the area and I had met some people um, and they're like, we have a studio, come to the studio, you know, um, but they also had a record label. So I think like, like you came with me, you know, several times or whatever yeah. as I started going, but I started doing that um, and like, you know, recording music and stuff. So at first I was just recording cover songs. Um, and then when they actually wanted to sign me, it was actually when I like just turned 16, I think it was, or excuse me, maybe I turned 17, um, when they like first signed me. So originally the deal, it was like a five-year deal and it was like, you're going to just do cover songs for X amount of time to kind of help develop you as an artist, your sound, whatever. And then, um, you know, then we'll move into like doing your own music. So at that point I had already, been like writing my own songs, taking it a lot more seriously. Like I wanted to do my own music so badly. And I also had like discovered uh, Mariah Carey around the same time. And anybody knows Mariah Carey. She is like the biggest thing about her is not only her voice, but her songwriting um, and like writing all of her songs. And she's so good at it. And I feel like that's where I started taking that aspect more seriously and wanting to just do my own. I felt like I would find my voice and my style doing my own better than covers. Um, but I guess the record label kind of thought the opposite at the time. Um, I was also still underage. Um, you know, I was under 18, so my parents had to be on the contract. Um, so I feel like they were also low key waiting till the parents were off the contract. Um, you know, for me to kind of get into doing my own things because of course then there would be the opportunity that I would start actually making money and like building an actual career. Um, and I think things could get a little bit messy with the parents on the contract, um, and parents wanting to have some say so, um, maybe for like the business aspect. So, but it was like a few months into my contract, I was just doing the cover songs and I was actually kind of struggling a little bit. I was struggling like doing covers um but like they also wanted me I felt like to like sing a particular way and you know I had to hit every note and I had to do everything right and I know on one hand they're like trying to just help me grow but on the other hand I just really felt like I could not be myself at all and it was like either I had to you know do it this one exact way or I had to like do this cover and almost sound like the artist I'm like but I want to be me like I want to sound like me <laughs> you know um so I remember asking like if I could just do my own song, like if they could just give me one chance <clears throat> to try. And they were like, okay, we'll let you pick out a beat and try. And I feel like, like their attitude was a little bit like, okay, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you in six months, maybe when you come up with something. <laughs> and like, because I was so young and maybe they just didn't think I could like just do it. But I sat down, I went through the beats they had, and I remember finding one that, like, just really stuck out to me. And it was actually kind of different from, like, 
the the style I really got into at least listening to and even just like singing in my own time was like R&B slash pop so like R&B became so like me um like I I loved everything about it I wanted to make music like R&B and all that um so this song was a soft rock pop at least is what what it was like categorized as um so I was a little bit shocked because I was like oh like once I actually did it I'm like maybe maybe I like a little bit of rock a little bit of soft rock or something I guess that's what it is um but anyhow so I chose that and I went home with it and the next day like I pulled it up sat down with my pen and paper and I still remember um I wrote that song in like 10 minutes because I remember when I listened to the beat at the studio, I picked it out. I had picked it out because I had a whole vision in my head, like listening to it, a whole storyline, if you will. And it all just came to me. So I knew when I sat down to write it, it was probably going to like come very easy and pretty quick. But yeah, in like 10 minutes, I had the melody, the lyrics, everything. Like I'm ready to record this. So I call up my manager and I'm like, I'm done. (laughs) You know, when can I come show you? And he's like, what <laughs> like what with, with one lyric what do you mean and I'm like no like I'm, I'm finished and he's like he didn't believe me he's like all right you come to the studio tomorrow evening and and I'll we'll see about this so like he didn't believe me and so I went to the studio they played the song and I sung the whole thing and they were like their jaws were like dropped and they're like you're let let's schedule a session you're recording the song and then after that they're like okay so I think you can do your own music um I think you know let's forget the cover song so let's just start making your album so Kai just like turned to that I'm like yes thank god um so yeah so they loved the song they were like this song's a hit and it was like it was very upbeat it was very summery it could have like totally been a hit type song um So, yeah, so I just, like, ran with it. I recorded it, and they mixed and mastered it, and then they had, like, our parents come, and I don't know if you were at the first listening when, like, they first played it for everybody. They're like, you need to hear this girl. I think I was there. I think so. Like, I remember that. I feeling I was. Yeah. And they, um, and then, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, what is this? And, I mean, at that time, again, I was, like, I was 16 or 17, so... I was like so young. Um, so it was like, what? So after that, um, you know, I started into like doing my own music and like I wrote all my own songs there, you know, would come up with the melodies and things like that. Um, but the beat aspect, um, it was some of them that like, you know, produced and, and made the beats. Um, so then like they started wanting to pick my beats. And I remember that being a thing because I'm like, why, why can't I? Like, listen through, like, I liked it. I feel like that's why I picked one that, you know, um, came to me so easily and everything because I was able to pick my own beat, you know, and, and one that, you know, I liked and resonated with me, gave me an idea in my head, blah, blah, blah. So not being able to come up with my own beats or when it became that I wasn't even allowed to pick my own beats for whatever reason, it was like, because then the ones they're choosing for me, I wasn't really connecting to. And then I was taking forever to write to. And then it's almost like it was a my fault thing or something. And I'm like, but this is not me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like that's where I, like things kind of started to go downhill a little bit. 
Um, I think we were just like differing creatively. Um, and then like, uh, as, as kind of months went on, I made several songs at this point. I had an album done plus some, (laughs) um, plenty of songs. Um, things just kind of started, uh, kind of going downhill. Um, I'd say a little bit on both ends. I think like our parents got a little bit apprehensive about the situation, um, when it came to my own music, who gets the royalties, how much, like things kind of started to become more business and more serious. Um, and I started learning a lot more about the music business side, um, at that point. So I'm learning a lot more about contracts. I'm learning about being an independent artist. Um, the difference, you know, what to kind of watch out for in contracts. And so reading over my contract, there was definitely some things that, you know, were not fair and that were like, Ooh, you know, am I really going to be in this for five years? Um, and like, am I really not going to own, you know, a good portion of the music I'm making and the lyrics, like I'm writing and the melodies, like it kind of, I started learning that more and not being okay with that. Um, and as the internet and things are progressing again, there's more and more people becoming just independent artists. And like, what does that mean? And you don't need a record label. You don't need someone to make your beats, like just learn to do it for yourself. And then actually you can end up owning your masters, your songs, the royalties, you know, everything, which is so important for an artist. Um, so like, I want to be fair that, you know, on one hand, Yes, if you have a record label, they are definitely entitled to their half. They're putting money out. They're putting time out. They're helping you. You know, I don't want to take away from that. And in a lot of aspects, they did help me. And were, I'm sure, putting out their own finances, you know, for the studio and their time and things like that, obviously. So they're definitely, you know, just understand. Like, I think for anybody listening, I would say understand that, if you sign with anybody or under a record label or really any kind of partnership, you know, that other person is entitled, you know, fairly to some kind of compensation, um, ownership, maybe copyright, whatever it is, and understand that's going to be there if you sign with a record label. Um, as opposed to if you're an independent artist, Uh, You can own all the royalties. You can own your music. You can own the copyright. You don't have to share with anybody. Um, You don't have to share the money with anybody um, or ownership. Uh, So, you know, not all record labels are bad. Not all, you know, managers or, or people that you could partner with. You know, I've thought about, like, I would love to start my own record label someday and blah, 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 you know. And I know I would want to be as fair as possible with the artist, um, but that I would also be entitled to, you know, a half of, of whatever, or not just half, but a percent, a percentage of, um, you know, whatever. But you do have to watch out for, you know, record labels and contracts that are not fair. I think that's the big thing. Um, you know, really get fair, honest, authentic people. I think the people I was with, like, they became my family at that point. I mean, I'd been with them for years. At that point, like, I mean, I was spending so much of my time, my days. 
you know, weeks just like at that studio with these people. To me, I thought we had more of like a relationship, like a family relationship. And I think I wanted that. Um, and then when things kind of went south and, you know, we did get the, uh, my parents got the contract terminated. They had started, you know, having conversations about that and, and asking for it to be terminated, um, because of things that had kind of transpired and where things were going downhill. And, you know, I think there was a lot on their end and, you know, they weren't really able to hold up their half of the contract that I'm sure they did want to in the beginning, um, but there was just kind of some things I think even personally going on on both ends that were kind of affecting the business relationship and getting my stuff out there, pushing me as an artist, um, you know, really supporting me and it just like some things became an issue. Um, so then my parents had asked for it to be terminated. They, you know, we had a couple meetings and stuff and did try to resolve some things, but some things didn't really change. There was more things that came up that my parents were unhappy with, um, that even I was unhappy with. Um, I think they were unhappy with some things that I think they wanted out of me, um, and just different things. So the contract got terminated and that was the end of that. But with that, they took the music. So they're like, you know, you're going to have to pay this much per song if you want to buy the song out. And it was like, these outrageous amounts. Now I'm not saying they didn't put money into it or time that I'm sure equal to something, but like a hundred K per song. I don't think so. And I'm like, what? But also like they could, I guess they could charge what they want because somewhere in the contract, you know, they must've had that right. Um, and that ownership. And I'm like, wow. So, I lost all my songs that I had written and recorded. And for like a 17 year old girl, that was the most devastating thing. That was my first real experience with the music business, with a record label. And like, I'm just having such high hopes and thinking like, this is it. And I've been dreaming of this and I've been praying about this. And like, this is all I've ever wanted. And then like, here it is. And I make my own songs and songs that are really, really personal to me. I still remember this one song I had and uh, it was so personal to me. And I'm like, how can you just take that? Like, you can't even use that for another artist. That's, that's my life experience, you know? Like, I was like, what are they going to do with it? Um, and I guess they weren't going to use it. I think the deal was that um, because I think like our parents kind of fought back um, or like my dad and was kind of like, mm, hold on, you're not just going to take our songs and use it for anybody else though. Um, and I think they had some conversations about that. So I think what it ended up being is, you know, we won't let another artist use these songs and lyrics and whatever, but, you know, nobody can have them. So like, I don't even know where they're at today. I'm sure, I'm sure somewhere saved on a hard drive. I would love to listen to them. I still like can remember some of them and think about it. Um, and it does make me really sad because especially at that time, um, you know, I was like a new young artist um, there's those thoughts. It's like, well, that was a hit and that was this and that. And that was so personal to me. And like, now I can never use that again. And I'm never going to make a song like that again. And like, it really set me down a really dark, um, depression and kind of a dark hole there because I'm like, like my music, like it's gone. And like, I'm not allowed to use it. I'm not allowed to use any variation of it at all. Not the same lyrics, not the same 
sounds, not the same this, not the same that. Like, you know, if if any little bit, you know, matches what I made there, like, then I guess it'd be a legal problem or something. So it was like, I'm not allowed to use any of it. And I'm like, what? Like, I wrote these songs. How How can you say that? But because the contract, and I guess because they had, you know, their, um, you know, half of or, or whatever percent of, of the ownership and over the, the beats and the songs and whatever it is. Um, and that's why I say, read your contracts, you know, not every le- record label or manager or partnership will be bad, but make sure you are with honest, authentic people that have the same goal as you and the same perspective on it as you, you know, I, I thought it was more like we're family and I think it kind of became not. So it was like, make sure you're with people that are like you, whatever that may be and read your contracts, make sure your contract is fair. You know, yes, they're entitled to half of or percentage of whatever, because they're putting out their money or their time or whatever it might be, which is fine, but it still needs to be fair for the artist. Um, especially if you're the one like writing your songs and this and that, like, you know, there, it needs to be really fair. Um, and really, you know, try to, if you're gonna get with a record label, get with people that really have those same beliefs as you and really want to give you as much ownership, um, as possible that really authentically do want to help support you. Um, but really give you what you deserve as the artist. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it was a really terrible time for me personally, you know, and I never want to take away how much they did help me or how much, um, I'm sure they put out and were trying to do. Um, but on the same hand, I think a lot of things were just not fair. And I think that's where the problems just came in. Um, and then in the end, you know, I, I lost all these songs I made. It was over an album of songs that were so personal and important to me because I wrote them. Like they came from my own feelings and experiences and whatever was going on in my life. Um, so that was so devastating to me. I'm like, I'm never going to make another song again. Um, so like the few months after that, it like really led me down a dark depression. Like I even started drinking and like, like forget about life, forget about everything. I just lost the, my, the biggest thing to me. Um, that I put so much of also my own money and time and energy and effort into. And it was like, this is what, you know, people can do to you out here in this industry. And it was like, it was just horrible for me all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like, I stopped like messing with music for a long time after that. And I think it wasn't until around six months later that I like sung for the first time again. And like did some vocal warm-ups. Um, and, and you know, and then I was like, you know, yes, I lost this. Yes, I lost my music. Yes, I lost, you know, the record label and um, maybe this help or support I thought I had. Um, but it's like, I can do it myself, though. You know, we're fine people um, that really do want to support me and, and do it with me. Um, and, you know, around obviously that time, like we have been singing and you know, we started more and more. And I think like having you, um, that just right there was enough support for me and just was great. And, um, you know, it, it really helped to motivate me to like start it again and keep doing it. Cause I knew you wanted mm-hmm. to do it too. So I was like, 
I can't just give up. Um, so I think that helped me so much. Um, but also by this point, now we're talking, let's say even like 2018, the internet is becoming, you know, more, 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 more everything. So 2018 on, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021, you know, now it's like you got TikTok, you got Instagram, YouTube. I mean, everything is blown up. Everybody is out here. They're teaching people. They're showing you how to sing and how to do this and how to do that, how to make your beats, how to engineer and mix and master and produce and the business side. I mean, there's endless videos on it now and so much knowledge. And the biggest thing um, that is definitely newer is being an independent artist and people really pushing for that. And like, you can do that. You can be an independent artist. You can do it from home. And especially when COVID came to be, you know, and everybody went home, <laughs> they're like, you know, just more and more people, you know, figured out how to make their own beats, how to engineer their own songs and do this and do that, promote music. Um, because you could only do it from home for a time. You know, people couldn't even like go to studios. You know, we, we had found a studio, um, like just that year mm-hmm. um, that we started going to. Um, and so, you know, then, then we weren't even allowed to go to the studio anymore. And it's like, oh gosh, um, because of COVID. So then we're like, well, why don't we buy our own equipment? Why don't we make our own, you know, studio and start really learning this for ourselves? That was when we started to kind of take things into our own hands. Yes. And actually doing or, you know, started doing things for ourselves. And you can realize, like, you can be an independent artist. You don't need a record label. Yeah, and you don't need to wait for someone to discover you or, you know, take you on. It's like you can actually do it yourself and take the steps toward that. And no diss to them because I love them myself, but you don't even have to go on these talent shows, you know, these voice shows. Um, because let me tell you what contracts you can get in on those. <laughs> uh, you probably don't want to go on them if you know. But um, we actually wanted to at a time when we were yeah. really young. But it, I guess it's a good thing we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like learning the contracts and learning what also mm-hmm. entailed in that. It was like, oh, never mind. You didn't know, you, you can get into going, something just as bad. Didn't you try going or going on some talent show? I thought I thought you did. Um, I wanted to try The Voice. Oh, yeah, it was the voice. Um, Yeah, but yeah, like I didn't do it. And like at that time, I also like started learning more and more mm-hmm. about the business side and the contracts and even like these shows that were out and not that they're bad or anything, but I've heard some stories. So I'm like, oh, you know, probably don't want that either. <laughs> not if you want to really own your own stuff and really be independent and not have nobody telling you nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what I struggle with so much with the record label. Um, and even you can see in these shows, they try to kind of morph these artists into like what they see, what they see. And I think on one hand, yes, they might be trying to help and grow these artists. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, if you're not careful with it, you can really smother an artist and like make them something they are just not. Mm-hmm. And that is really tough as the artist. Um, and I experienced that, you know, it's like, you got singers or what you got, this is or what you got that. And I'm like, can I just be me? I feel like I would grow into a better me if I had the space to grow into a better me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or an artist or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like with those shows, you know, for me, that was the thing, like be careful because they especially will try, even if they're trying to help, they'll try to kind of like make you something maybe you're not. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, nowadays, I mean, it could be a good exposure or I think especially before it was, but gosh, nowadays, TikTok, Instagram, the reels, um, YouTube, Facebook, like whatever it is, you can use all of that and do it all on your own and upload your own music, have it put on Spotify and everywhere else, um, and, and push it through TikTok um, or Instagram, and you could become so well-known, so famous, so popular, so successful just doing it that way. It's like you don't have to go on these shows or you don't have to go to record labels and get in bad contracts and be confined or controlled or have to share royalties or ownership. You can just do it yourself. Aren't Um, you so grateful for this stuff now? Yes. And it's hard. I mean, let's, it's not all roses and, Mm-mm. you know, butterflies. It is hard. It's hard to learn. It's hard to learn how to make beats and like engineer and use these programs. I use Logic Pro, um, sometimes GarageBand. So like that was a whole new thing to me. I'm like, what are all these buttons? What are all these words? What are all these names? That is very difficult. It is not easy. But there's so much opportunity if you want to do it to learn just off YouTube. And people that have created courses now and things just right over the internet that you can take, that you can do to learn how to do it all. That That's what I've done. Like I've just learned through, through the studio. I really did. I was always very, very present and I paid attention. I'd like watch what they were typing on the computer and what buttons they were hitting. Like I was like so doing it because I did want to learn how to do it myself. Um, so I feel like that one really, that helped me. Um, once I got into doing it myself, I did kind of recognize some of the buttons and some things and the, on the keyboard or whatever it was, um, that I'd picked up on through the studio and then working at the studio we found with the one producer, um, he showed me a lot. He would help me a lot. Um, so I learned a lot through him and then, you know, but anything you don't know, YouTube it, Google it, like it's there nowadays. Um, if you want to, there's really no reason you can't. Um, so I think that's like what we, you know, discovered and, and has just grown and grown and um, we're still doing. Um, mm-hmm. And then one thing I wanted to say about the, you know, producer we've both worked with um, at this new studio. Um, so it was a studio I literally just like Googled around the area to try to find one, um, found this one. And this producer happened to work there at the time. Um, and I mean, he's just really nice anyway, again, was very helpful and like I felt felt like I could ask him anything he would show me you know it was not like my previous experience that it was like uh, you know it's a secret (laughs) um it's like he would actually show me and stuff um but one thing I made sure to do is I made a contract um myself my friend helped me make a contract for him to sign and that I signed um to going into working with him and you know a little bit at first he's like you know, when I told him that I had a contract, I would like him to sign before I started, uh, you know, creating music with him and everything and why at first he was kind of like, okay, like if you want, like he could have thought it was a little bit weird because, you know, I'm a nobody artist. (laughs) I'm, you know, like, it's not like I'm Beyonce. Um, but do it because Beyonce would, you know, and they would sign it for Beyonce, you know, any producer you work with or studio nine times out of 10, if you were Beyonce and you walked in, I think they would expect a contract of some sort for one, and they would typically have no problems signing away. Um, so even if you're a nobody, 
or, you know, a starting out artist, um, whatever you are, have, you know, make a contract. Basically, the contract I'm talking about said that, you know, just to reiterate that, you know, I'm paying him. I own 100% of the royalties, 100% of the copyright, 100% over my masters, my songs, anything I'm to create there, I own, you know, whatever I'm paying him for, because I, you know, he was an hourly rate. It's like, I'm already paying you. I own everything. If these songs come out someday, I don't care how big they get. I own it. And, you know, that's basically what my contract, you know, entails. And, you know, also find the people that have no problem signing it. Because if they have no problem signing it, they're probably going to be honest, authentic people. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are just trying to help you. And, you know, you're already paying them, you know, for their time. It's not like it's not being fair. Um, And that's that. And finding a producer like this one that had no problem signing it, you know, he read it. He's like, this is great. Sign it. It's like one page. That's it. It just had to basically say some of those things. Um, You know, I think also I said in there, like anything that I, you know, I'm recording or doing like do not video and post on social media or anything like because you just also sometimes producers can kind of post some of their sessions or a little snippet of an artist. Um, but that puts the artist's work at risk. You know, if somebody heard that and it was like a really good song or a line, someone could take that and run. And then now like you can't use it. So I also wanted to make sure that, you know, they would never be the ones posting anything without my consent um, or anything. So like there was that in there and, you know, he had no problem with it. He was very nice about it. Maybe he thought it was a little odd because I'm a nobody artist, you know, it wasn't Beyonce in here, but he didn't have an issue with it. You know, he also understood why I explained to him what I'd been through before. You know, I'm an independent artist. I have to protect myself. And hey, you know, if I'm going to work with you, I'd like a contract in place. I'd like to be clear about what this is. Because if you become the Beyonce someday, suddenly they all want to come after you and your money. And it's not fair um, in that scenario. So, you know, he was totally understanding. He signed it. He had no issue with it. So find those people and do not be afraid as a nobody artist or whatever you are. You're, you know, don't be afraid that if you're not Beyonce um, to make contracts and to really advocate for yourself and protect yourself, especially if you're an independent artist. Um, maybe get a friend to help you, someone that would know. You know, you can really type them up yourself (laughs) maybe get it notarized if you feel like it whatever um but it's not even something that really has to cost any money or anything um you can really do it yourself and explain to the producer whoever you're working with in whatever scenario that hey you know i'm an independent artist i have to protect myself i have my contract you know that's it i'm a manager you know my manager would make one so so here i am um you know you wouldn't mind signing one for a beyonce so same difference you know i want to protect my art too Um, so find your people that do not have an issue with that and that will sign it. Um, and I think that would tell you a lot because if he wasn't willing to, and he acted weird about it, then it'd be like, okay, well, I'm not going to work with you. (laughs) I know why you can't be trusted, I guess. Um, so it said a lot that like he didn't care. Um, and he's always been a good, like, you know, um, I guess kind of partnership or, you know, someone to work with. Um, he's always you know, stuck to being honest and authentic about things and whatever. I'm very helpful. So I think that just proved itself. 
Um, yeah, but even after that, so when we kind of stopped going there, which was very short lived, um, you know, we're still friends and I could still, you know, go to him if I was, you know, making music and things. And he still does help me if I'm making music and whatnot, kind of like the finalizing things. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's like, you don't even need a producer really again, just like learn it yourself and you don't even need that. I know someone that like basically does every, every aspect himself is Bozzy. And like, that's why I'm such a Bozzy fan too. Um, because he, um, I don't know where he's at at this moment, but he had always been like an independent artist and would be the one at home posting videos. Like he's making his beats, he's writing the lyrics, he's making everything. And he gets to have full ownership over that and everything and has really become successful because of it. So I think, you know, artists like that, like it just proves you can <laughs> and you could be independent and you can own your royalties and you can make your living off of it. And you can use social media as your tool to really like promote it nowadays and everything. You just got to really be creative and driven yourself um, to use social medias um, really as your tool to promote everything. It's like you don't need a record label putting you on a billboard nowadays. You don't. Everybody's on their phone. They're not looking up at the billboard anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be real. They're just not. And it's like 90% of people are looking at that phone, looking at the TikTok yep. timeline, looking at, you know, what's the newest um, on Instagram, whatever it is. So it's like, put yourself there, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, have friends and family promote you there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we're at now. And I'm still doing music and everything. And hopefully we'll put out some songs or a song or music or whatever in the next year or so um you know that's a whole other process it is it can be expensive and trying to do things the right way and um we right now need a new microphone because our last microphone was having issues that's like the hold up so that's the hold up it's just getting a new one yes and it's expensive and I will say you also don't need I've heard mixed reviews about mics you don't need the most expensive this and that but, you know, quality is definitely very, very important, I think, to both of us. Mm-hmm. And I know, especially for me personally, if I'm going to put out music, I would like it to be the best it can be at that time, um, you know, and, and the highest quality that it can be. So music, you know, that's definitely like my baby. It's not something I would want to rush either. So I am waiting till you know, we can get our updated microphone um, and, and really have the highest quality we can have, um, and really just like put it all together, you know, before releasing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we both kind of agree in that aspect. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where we're at, but yeah. So I look forward to talking about this more, um, you know, talking more about the music business side. I've learned so much and I feel like I have so much more I could like talk about. Um, yeah, so. And I've even learned a lot just from you yeah. and you sharing your experience. And now I know what not to do. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm like very protective about that too. Like, Brady, don't. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> oh, we got each other's backs. So that's good. And that's what it's about. So. Thank you so much for listening.